21 Elul, Chaf Aleph Elul, Tzadik, his conversations, 595. The idea that even a mere discussion about a possible match is itself a level of Shidduch is completely original and very profound. We find the same idea in the Aleph Bet book, Chitun B7, where it is written that even just speaking about a match makes an impression on him and on her. Clearly, the Rebbe knew awesome secrets about the concept of Shidduchim and Zivugim, which had never been revealed in the world. On the same occasion, the Rebbe boasted then that he knew secrets about these concepts which none of the other leaders of the generation knew anything about. 596. A boorish man does not know, nor will a fool understand this. In causing the wicked to grow forth like grass, and all the doers of evil to sprout, it is that they should be destroyed forever. Psalms 92, verses 7 and 8. The Rebbe said, The fools and boors do not know or understand what God is doing in causing the wicked to grow forth like the grass, and all the doers of evil to sprout, so that they should be destroyed forever. Why should he cause them to grow forth just to destroy them forever? But the truth is that the ways of God are straight and there is no crookedness in him. Verse 16. It is only that it is impossible to understand this paradox with human understanding. 597. I heard that he said the Mashiach will come suddenly, and there will be plenty of noise and excitement, saying the Mashiach has come. Everyone will throw their business aside, the banker will throw aside his counter, and the candlemaker his wax, as Isaiah 2.20 says, and each one will throw aside his gods of silver and gold. People think that when Mashiach comes, the world will be different from today. It is not so. Things will be the way they are described here, and everyone will be ashamed of the folly of his ways, each according to his deeds. Further research is required as to who it was that heard the Rebbe say this. Rabbi Nachman's wisdom his wisdom, 308. These are among the many thoughts that the Rebbe shared with us regarding the above. All this talk about the good old days is the work of the evil inclination. It wants people to speak like this to make them suffer and worry all the more about their livelihoods. It would like to make them feel that there is no hope at all now, heaven forbid. This is all false. God continuously sustains the world and people rise and fall financially in every generation. If you look carefully at any period, you will find people who were poor and had menial jobs who became wealthy. Yet they too claim that times are not as good as before, because they always want more. Now that they have tasted wealth, they are no longer satisfied and want more all the time. They now live ostentatiously, and cannot meet their expenses, so they complain that times are not as good as before. But we ourselves recall that not too many years ago, most of these complainers were poor, or working as domestics, or the like. Whether or not this is the fact, what use is it to always cry that the past was better? The wise King Solomon refuted this idea long ago when he said, Do not say that the former times were better than these. For it is not out of wisdom that you ask this. Ecclesiastes 7.10 
Rashi may interpret this verse to teach us that everything depends on the merit of each generation. Still, the Torah has many faces, Bamid Baraba 13.15, and the scripture does not depart from its simple meaning, Shabbat 63a, Yivamo 24a. King Solomon was the wisest of all men and spoke with divine inspiration. He said that it is great foolishness to say the former times were better than these. In every generation, there have been people who say this. But if you look closely into the matter, you will see that the world is constantly becoming more prosperous. People continually live better and spend more than in the, the Alphabet book. Prayer A. 27. A person should ask for mercy that he not become impoverished. 28. Through prayer, a person has the ability to alter his fate. 29. Speaking in a loud voice brings feeling and movement to all one's limbs. 30. One who thinks about entreating God thereby finds favor in his eyes. 31. A person's trust in God causes him to listen to his prayers. 32. Don't pray in a place built by a contentious person. 33. Before starting to pray, Give charity and bind yourself to the tzaddikim of the generation. 34. The amount of bounty and spiritual strength a person receives depends upon the particular place in which he prays. 35. While the community prays, it is a time of favor. 36. One who has a synagogue nearby but doesn't go there to pray brings exile upon his descendants. 2. Lesson number 73. 1. A person who wishes to return to God in repentance should make it a practice to recite psalms, as psalms are most efficacious for repentance. The explanation for this is that many impediments to repentance exist. Some people have no awakening to repentance at all, and even a person who does have such an awakening may encounter any number of barriers. Many people find the gate to repentance closed before them, while other people may not know how to reach the gate that is appropriate for them, which they must pass through in order to return to God. There are also many other such barriers that impede a person from repentance, such that he could squander his entire life and die without repenting, God forbid. However, the saying of Psalms is helpful for all of them since even a person who has no awakening to repentance will merit such an awakening by reciting psalms. Psalms will also help him to reach the gate corresponding to his soul and to hold this gate open until he merits to return to God in perfect repentance. This is the reason why during the month of Elul and the ten days of repentance, the entire Jewish people engages in reciting psalms in order to merit repentance through them. Nonetheless, it is necessary to engage in the recital of psalms all year round as well, in order to come to repentance. 2. The 49 days of the counting of the Omer correspond to the 49 gates of repentance, which in turn correspond to the 49 letters of the names of the 12 tribes. And it is through these letters and these gates that we must return to God. Additionally, Shavuot corresponds to the 50th gate, which embodies the idea of God's returning to us in his compassion, as expressed by the verse, Return to me, 
and I will return to you. Malachi 3.7 A person merits to reach all of these gates and to open them during the saying of Psalms. Accordingly, one must be particularly careful during the 49 days of the counting of the Omer to recite Psalms with concentration and feeling, so as to thereby attain all the 49 gates of repentance. For these gates correspond to the 49 days of the counting of the Omer, when we need to purify ourselves from our spiritual pollution and return to God, so that God will return to us on Shavuot, as in, God descended upon Mount Sinai. Exodus 19.20 Lesson number 74 1. Purim is a preparation for Pesach, and through fulfilling the mitzvot of Purim, we merit to be guarded against possessing chametz, leaven, Rabbi Nachman's stories. Trust in God. The king then lay down to sleep. The king saw that he was totally happy, without any worries whatever. In the morning, the king got up, and the man also got up, and accompanied the king. Where do you get all this? asked the king. I am a repairman, replied the man. I can fix anything that is broken. I can't make anything, but I can fix things. I go out in the morning, and I fix things. When I have five or six gulden, I buy myself food and drink. When the king heard this, he said to himself, I will ruin him. The king returned home and issued a decree that if anyone has anything broken, he should not give it to anyone to fix. He must either fix it himself or buy something new. The next morning, the fixer went out and looked for things to repair. He was told, that the king had issued a decree that nothing be given to others to fix. This was bad for him, but he had trust in letters. Year 1 Letter number 222 With thanks to God, Thursday, the 26th day of the numbering of the children of Israel, 5596, Nemerov. Warm greetings to my beloved, honored son-in-law, whom I cherish as a son, my distinguished, learned friend, Rebaruch, may his light shine. I received your letter yesterday, and I was happy to hear that you are well. The post office is still in my house, and I have no idea when they will leave. Beyond this, I have no news to tell you. The deliverer of this letter is in a great hurry, so I cannot write much. May God have compassion on your father and on you. May he improve your financial situation and make up all his deficiencies. Most important... May God strengthen your heart to intensify your efforts in studying God's Torah and in prayer, and to trust that God will not abandon you, for there is no other advice for anyone in the world except to have faith and to trust God. The primary way to build up this trust is by strengthening one's resolve to study and pray all day. For the world is a passing shadow, and no matter what, our days are going to pass. Neither silver, nor gold, nor precious stones accompany a person to the grave. Only Torah and good deeds, says the Tana, Avot 6.9, to remind the person never to forget his eternal goal. While everybody knows this, it is necessary to review and recall it every day. May God grant you long days and years full of good and pleasantness. Nussan of Nussan's Letters, Year 2 Publisher's note, because this letter refers to the printing of Lakute Tefilot, 
it appears that it was written sometime between 1819 and 1824, when Reb Nussin had a printing press in his home. There is also a reference to Reb Nussin's nephew, Reb Isaac, who passed away sometime in 1830 to 1831. My dear son, I have nothing to write you now. When I left my house, I had not thought to write you. But while writing a few words to my nephew, Reb Isaac, may his light shine, I remembered your tremendous desire to receive my letters. So I decided to send you regards. I feel very bad over the fact that you weren't happy when you were in my house, and you were terribly broken-hearted. It was hard for me to bear it. Nevertheless, I know and believe that God's compassion is still on me, and on you, and on all of us. He certainly won't forsake you forever, and no matter what, your end will be a good one. Now, my son, hearken to my voice, to what I am commanding you. Bring yourself to joy in any way you can, especially in these coming days of the month of Adar, when merriment is to be increased. Start now to make an Achashverosh skit, a rich man, poor man skit, a summer winter skit, and other types of skits and merriment. The paper and ink seem to be fine. I don't see any way to get olive oil. Send it quickly, either Monday or by post, without delay. That way, I won't have to think about it on Friday, please God, at all. Meanwhile, you profited greatly through the paper and ink. This entire letter. I had not thought to write at length, but your strong desire prevailed. The ink flows through the pen on such very fine paper. Thank God who has helped me till now. This, too, is one of the aforementioned salvations and expansions, as in Psalms 4.2, In my constrictions you gave me relief. In truth, it is a large expansion and a wondrous salvation, because our letters are precious remedies. They all flow from the wellspring from God's house, which all its fruits are for eating and its leaves are for healing. See Ezekiel 47.12 Leaves refers to the paper, which are leaves and pages, upon which are written all the holy books, which are our remedies and life forever. Shemot HaTzadikim HaMeforsamim Shehayu Badorot HaSmuchim Some names of the righteous that have lived in the last few centuries. Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, his son, Rabbi Tzvi, his grandson, Rabbi Aaron from Titaev, his son-in-law, Rabbi Yechiel, his grandson, Rabbi Ephraim Av Betin of Sudelkov, his grandson, Rabbi Baruch of Tolchin, his grandson, Rabbi Nachman of Brestov, his brother, Rabbi Yisrael Met, his brother and disciple, Rabbi Yechiel Tzvi, his brother-in-law, Rabbi Tzvi, his students, Rabbi Nassan of Breslov, author and collector of the book Likutei Eitzot, and of the book Likutei Tfilot, and of the book Likutei Halachot on all four sections of the Shulchan Aruch, all done following the instructions of his Rebbe of blessed memory. Rabbi Aaron, the Rav of Breslov, Rabbi Yudel of Medvedevka, Rabbi Shmuel Yitzchak, the Rav of Cherin, Rabbi Shmuel Isaac, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yukutiel, the Magad of Teravitzah, Rabbi Neftali of Nemerov, Rabbi Yitzchak, son-in-law of the Magad of Terovitsa, Rabbi Matisyahu Yehuda of Bafalia, Rabbi Yitzchak Yehuda, Rabbi Eliyahu, the Rav of Cherin, his son-in-law, 
Rabbi Abba Shochet, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac of Teravitsa, Rabbi Zalman Dov, Rabbi Yitzchak Dov, Rabbi Yitzchak, the Rav of Kharshivata, Rabbi Nassim's Prayers 2, Prayer number 53, on Lakute Moharan 2, 60. May it be your will, Hashem our God, and God of our fathers, that you eradicate war and bloodshed, and draw great and wondrous peace into the world, so that nation will not lift sword against nation, and they shall no longer learn war. Instead, may all inhabitants of the earth recognize and know the ultimate truth, that we did not come to this world for fighting and dispute, heaven forbid, or for hatred, jealousy, hostility, and bloodshed, heaven forbid. We came to the world only to recognize and know you. May you be blessed forever. Therefore, have compassion on us. Give us the rains in their time and season. Do not stop the heavens from giving rain whenever the world needs it. May the verse be fulfilled, I will give you your rains in their time, and the land will give its produce, and the tree of the field shall give its fruit. I will establish peace in the land, and when you will lie down, No one will frighten you. I will remove the wild animals from the land, and the sword will not pass through your land. In your vast compassion, see to it that all of the mists will rise from the earth for the good. May these mists always turn into rains of blessing and prosperity in their proper time and season, and not be transformed into bloodshed, heaven forbid. Extricate the earth from the curses that it received because of the sins of our forefathers and because of our own sins. Transform all of the curses to blessings because you can do everything. No purpose can be withheld from you. Master of the world, have compassion on us. Bless all of the work of our hands. Give us our income with great generosity, holiness, and purity. Give us everything we lack and everything that we need before we need it. Rescue and protect us always from debts and loans which profoundly perturb and unsettle our awareness. Have compassion on me and on us from now on. Help us and save us. In your awesome salvation, remove all of our past debts and rescue us from now on from taking on more debts and loans. May we not need to borrow any money from others. Have compassion on us, you who are filled with compassion, you who feed and sustain everyone. May we not need the gifts or loans of flesh and blood. Growing in Torah. Have compassion on me and save me, so that I will be among the worthy students of the true tzaddikim. In your compassion and mercy, you helped us a great deal, so that we would listen to and receive a great deal of holy, awesome, and elevated Torah teachings from the mouths of the true tzaddikim, since the days of our forefathers until this day. Have compassion on me and on the entire Jewish people. Help us and save us, so that by means of the Holy Torah, we will draw your godliness onto ourselves, to all of the places where we stand. For in your great love for your nation, the Jewish people, you give permission to the true tzaddikim to draw your godliness into our mind and intellect which grasp and imprison you, as it were. As alluded to in the verses, the king is caught in the tresses, and you rose to the heights, you took captives. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name. Help us and save us, so that the tzaddikim will finish what they have begun, 
engaging in our rectification by revealing your godliness to us. Help our thoughts always cling to your holy Torah day and night, with a firm and strong bond and with wondrous attachment, so that your godliness will be drawn into and grasped by our mind and intellect with great holiness and purity, with true faith, awe, fear, trembling, and trepidation. May the verse be realized in me. I took hold of him, and I would not let him go. In your great mercy, have mercy on me. Help me and save me, so that I will learn your holy Torah for its own sake, and always contemplate it day and night. May we create many true insights in your holy Torah, in accordance with the approaches that we received from our fathers and rabbis, the holy true tzaddikim, may their merit protect us. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name. May we always connect our thoughts to your holy Torah and contemplate and study it with great diligence for its own sake. May we beseech you a great deal to illumine our eyes in your Torah. Open the eyes of our intellect and awareness for the good until we will create true insights in your exceedingly holy, awesome, and elevated Torah. By means of all of the original ideas that we generate in your Torah, may we always draw your godliness into our consciousness and mind. May your glory fill the entirety of our consciousness, mind, awareness, heart, our 248 limbs and 365 sinews, and our entire anatomy. May I be a chariot for your godly presence. May I no longer stray even a hair's breadth from holiness, heaven forbid. And may I not entertain any extraneous thoughts, heaven forbid. Rather, may I always cling to you and to your holy Torah, so that I will be able to implant in others the knowledge of the truth of your godliness, informing people of your might and the glorious splendor of your sovereignty. May I draw your godliness into their consciousness, mind, and heart, by means of the words of the Holy Torah that you will help me speak in their ears and heart. Open their mind, eyes, and heart so that they will sense the pleasantness of the Torah. Allow them to taste the pleasantness of your radiance until we all, your nation, the house of Israel, quickly and truly recognize you. May we gaze upon the pleasantness of Hashem and visit in His palace. Let me know the way of life the satiety of joy before your countenance, the pleasantness at your right hand forever.